So taking a nice breath in. And acknowledging that life flowing into you now. And I call that eternal life, God, Spirit, the one, the all there is. And it is this life from which all things are created. It is the consciousness, the mind of God, that brings all things into being. And because there is only this one, that I know that I am made of this, this one life, this one love, this givingness of spirit, for it is living in, as, and through me. I am made of it. And so I speak my word, knowing that all, all are love. All are the expression of God. Becoming form, living, breathing, bringing that divine love to this planet. And we are all blessed by the gifts of spirit moving and expressing through each and every one through the loving gestures the warm embrace, the soft, sweet eyes of friendship and understanding, blessed by the healing touch as spirit is giving always. And so I give great thanks for this love, for this creative process of bringing mind into form right here, right now. And so I release this into the law, knowing this truth is acted upon and made so, and so it is. Our good is our God, right? Yes. Because we are, we're God, yeah, in form, walking around. Today we are doing a couple of things. You might get two or three talks out of this today, and hopefully we'll be home for dinner, (laughs) or at least brunch. But, But we are, this month, we are focusing on the value of compassion, And we are taking ideas from Gary Simmons' book, The Eye of the Storm, which is about conflict. And we're celebrating Mother's Day. 
and the name of this talk is cause and effect. See what I mean? So cause and effect. Now, I can't think of a better illustration than Mother's Day for cause and effect. <laughs> because our mothers have made it possible for us to be here today, right? Amen. Okay. <laughs> so what I would like to do to get this started is to honor those of us who have mothered someone in some way. There are many ways of parenting, as you know. And so what I would like to do is make a statement. And when I make that statement, if you want to, I would like you to stand and wait until we get it all done. Just remain standing, and then we'll honor all of you. Okay? So here we go. Mothers who gave birth and raised children. If you are one of those, if you would stand. Mothers who received a child from, through adoption and raised them. Mothers who gave birth and released a child to adoption. Mothers who are single and working. Single dads, parenting as mom and dad. Older brothers and sisters, helping to raise a child. Grandparents, raising kids in so many ways. Grandparents. Teachers, who have touched the lives of millions of children. And if you're the parents of four-legged, furry, or feathered (laughs) kids, you may stand as well. (laughs) And if you have ever given someone nurturing, compassion, and strength, then you have acted as a mother, and you may stand, of course. Oh, yeah. See? We honor all of you. We honor all of you. Thank you for participating with me in that. Don't you love our altar today? There is a sign up here that I want to read. It was pointed out to me, and uh, Kathy just wanted to, Kathy was one of the ones that put the altar together. Buffy helped. And Kathy just wanted to make sure it was okay with me if it's up here. Okay with me? Are you kidding? Here's to strong women. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them. So, as you're sitting here today, the person sitting in your seat wearing your clothes is an effect. Think about that, cause and effect. Because the cause of you being here was your mother. The cause of her having you was love. And where does love ultimately come from? God, the divine. Absolutely. So first cause is that which everything comes from. Everything comes from first cause. And that is what we call God or spirit or whatever you want to name that higher presence. 
one of my teachers years ago said, you can call God hookambulus if you want to. (laughs) Whatever, it works for you. And you see, God created the heavens and the earth and all of us. And we are born with the attribute of being able to make our own choices. And when we make a choice, we are putting into cause an effect that will happen from that choice, right? Yeah. All right. And because God is, um, it's, God is greater than all of its creation, it is spiritual. And all that has been created is spiritual. You are spiritual. You are godlings in form here on this planet. We are cause and we are effect. Dance in that a while. My goodness. And you know, there's something else about this being cause and effect, and that is that our thoughts will cause us to think something into form. Have you ever done that? Have you ever thought about something and boop, there it is? It just, yeah, (laughs) it just happens. This is the way this universal law works, and it works every time. I had an experience years ago, my, back in the 70s, my first husband and I lived up in Seattle. Can you believe it? On Alki for $125 a month. <laughs> Those were the days. Anyway, we went, he wanted to go fishing. And so he wanted to go camping at the furthest corner of Washington. Is that Nia Bay? Something like that. Okay, so we wanted to go camping and fishing there. So um, I had this intuitive thought that I didn't want to go. <laughs> I like fishing. It's okay, you know. But it, there was something niggling at me. So, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we can really afford it and da-da-da-da-da. And I just kept on that track right up until the time we left. And so we got to the campsite, set up a tent, and uh, my husband went fishing and lost his wallet. Talk about something coming into manifestation, because I kept saying, we can't afford it. Pretty soon, we couldn't afford anything. (laughs) It happened to me more than once, so I stopped saying that. (laughs) I say things like, I would like my money directed in a different place uh, rather than I can't afford it. Taught me a big lesson. But you see, I was, in my thinking, I was causing me to believe it. And when we believe something, it usually comes about, especially if we've got some emotion behind it. Like the time I was sitting there watching Wheel of Fortune with Dee, and someone won a trip to Maui. I've been there once, and I, no, I hadn't been there yet. That's right. <laughs> Forgot. Well, I've been there once now. Well, anyway, 
that the, the trip that they won was to Maui. And I looked at that picture and I said, oh, Dee, I really want to go to Hawaii. I really do. It was probably a month later that my niece called and said, we're going to go visit our timeshare on Maui. Would you like to come with us? <laughs> of course I want to go with you. Yeah, so you see, we have that power. We are that powerful. We are powerful enough to create a human, well, women, well, all of us. We're powerful enough to create a human being, and we're powerful enough to create lives that we love or maybe don't love so much. (laughs) But if we create something that we don't love, guess what? The good news is we can change our mind. We can change that whole direction that we're going and say, oh, wait, that's not working out too well. I'm going to do this now. We can do that. We have that power. Now, once in a while, you may have noticed that there comes along a conflict. Maybe it's a conflict within your own mind. That happens to me quite often. And because I'll say, you know, I'd really like to do this. Oh, but I should do this. Oh, maybe I should do this. And then this conflict starts happening. And so then I begin to create all kinds of scenarios about why I shouldn't or should do something. And it really kind of buffers me back and forth as though I'm in a storm blowing with the wind. Well, there's four winds of conflict, according to Gary Simmons in his book, Eye of the Storm. One of them is separation. He says in the book that unless we were, we were born to Mary and Joseph, we probably weren't told that we were children of God. And so some of our caregiving might have been imperfect, Once in a while that happens. We're all doing the best we can, aren't we? But maybe our moms didn't know or didn't care or had another agenda. And so our raising was a little imperfect, which led us to separate ourselves from situations that caused us pain. Anybody? Yeah, once in a while. It also separated us from our true selves and from God or spirit. So we become separate or feel like we are separate. We never are, by the way. But we have felt separate from this kind of separation thing going on. And sometimes we need life to be a certain way to feel safe. And we need to be a certain way in order to feel okay. And then we have an inappropriate reliance on what's happening externally to know our wholeness and our worth. We have this inappropriate desire to really feel okay, but sometimes we don't. And this thing that's happening outside of ourselves might be causing us a little bit of angst. 
It might be telling us that we're really not okay. Like when our kids do something that is not okay with us. I'm sure none of you have had that experience. (laughs) Um, But you see, it's that is what can be called, well, separation can make us feel dependent on the actions of others to really feel good. And that's codependence. Eek. So separation is one of those winds of conflict. Yeah. And then there's misperception. Have you ever walked into a conversation and you thought, oh, yeah, I know what they're talking about, and then you plunge into the conversation in the middle of it and, ha- and really are off topic, <laughs> way off topic, or perhaps a scenario such as you come, you're, you're in a situation where you are doing the best you can to keep the kids under control and keep the house halfway decent, and then uh, someone else comes into the house and all they see is the mess their perception. And they ask you, well, what have you done all day? Yeah, no. Misperception. There's a saying attributed to the Talmud that says we see things not as they are, but as we are. And so misperception helps us to take things personally, almost all the time. And sometimes things are said to us that really rock our boat, kind of makes us go, wait a minute, that's not true, and what are you talking about? And we take it personally, and that what we need to remember is that the person saying it, it's their perception It's not about you. It's about them. Yeah. I've had that happen to me several times, maybe even three times in my whole life. (laughs) Yeah. So, and when, and then there's another wind called competition. This wind of conflict called competition makes there be a winner and a loser. Now, when you're a loser, you feel diminished. And when you're a winner, it reinforces your need to be right, which also reinforces your your inferiority. I was married to somebody like that. So you see that competition causes a little conflict in our relationships. What happens in competition is that we begin to sense that there's a mask over us. It's sort of like a fencing mask. And that, that cage kind of mask, you're behind it and everything else is on the other side of you. And that mask kind of blocks the sense of your inherent wholeness. And 
being in a universe that really does provide everything you need and desire. Yeah. Then there's defensiveness. None of us know about that. No. By definition, defensiveness implies that we perceive an adversary. Therefore, we perceive a threat. And defensiveness puts distance between us. It separates us. So here we go. It creates this undercurrent of feeling that separates us from our true self. Our true self is that we are whole and complete and perfect. And when we feel separated from that truth, that's what gets us into conflict. Because sometimes we begin to say things that voice the frustration of feeling separate. Now, there might be a person or two in your life or someone that you know that might be having the winds of conflict, the storm, blow through your life, through their life. And if that storm is blowing through their life, do you have any idea about it? So if they say something to you and you take it personally, then there you go, right into the storm with them. And the best way to handle it is with loving compassion. The best way to handle it. This is what our mothers do. This is the best way to really share that heart of the divine with another person through compassion. You know, the good thing is that the winds of conflict blow through our lives. They come and they go, just like the wind outside. They come and they go. And that's really nice because I've been saying lately, things have come to pass. <laughs> they come because they're passing through. All right then. And so when we do create that effect in our lives that causes us a conflict through our own thinking, or it might cause a conflict with another person, when we create that, we can change it by changing our mind by drawing ourselves into that divine presence that's within us that allows us to see the larger picture that we're all divine. Turn to someone and say, you are just divine. Yeah, you are. Ah, it feels good in here. Yes. So we have that power. And you might have connected with one of those winds of conflict. Separation, misperception, competition, defensiveness. If one of those has connected with you today, I'm going to invite you this week to just watch that. You don't have to go there, but just kind of watch 
and see how you're reacting. How are you responding? Is someone saying something to you that you could take personally and maybe you could, could realize that they might be feeling separate and they might need just a little compassion? I'm going to invite you to do that this week. Take time this week to honor yourself, just as we did all of the Mother's Day honoring this morning. Honor yourself for all of the good that you do all the time. Do you believe that you do good things in this world? Lots of nodding heads, please. Yeah, because you all do good things in this world. You are the presence of the divine on this planet. You are like a touch point between heaven and earth. You have it within you. You are the light. Do you believe that? Good. Spend time this week with that. And remember that you are powerful enough to make your life even greater than it has ever been, with just your thought, your belief, and your action. It sounds simple, and it can be a little tricky. Because once in a while, when you've got someone in your face, rah, 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 never happens to us. But, you know, people we've heard of people that have people in their face sometimes. It's a little bit hard to be that God person that you are. But you can still just stand there and listen and be compassionate. You can still honor yourself for being who you are and honor that person for being who they are in that moment. They're being the best godling they can be. Yeah. And I would also invite you this week to create some space in your thoughts, through meditation, just those two minutes that we had this morning is a perfect example. Two minutes of just quiet to allow yourself to feel that self-compassion for you. Feel compassion for you. And then just validate the fact that you are a divine being. Because this is your truth, and it will always be your truth, now and forevermore. Let's turn to prayer. So I invite us all to take a nice big deep breath. Just allow yourself to be fully present in this place, in this moment. And allow yourself to really think of that attribute of God that you love the most. Love, joy, comfort, abundance, peace, whatever it may be. Allow that to just fill your being in this moment. 
allow the idea of the compassion of the infinite to just fill you up. We are created in that image and likeness of the one. In the image and likeness of God, we live and move and have our being here on this beautiful planet we call Earth. We are one with that presence and power. We are one with each other. We are one with life. And so I speak my word this morning for all of us to know the truth that we are the compassion we seek. We are the power we long for. We are that point of light between heaven and earth. We are heaven. We are earth. I know for each of us this day that as we move through life, we are blessed with a deeper appreciation of all of the beautiful creations of the divine, a deeper knowing about all that we cause to be in form and about all of the effects that we bring into our experience. And I know that as we move through this time, we are greatly blessed, highly blessed, And all of those around us are blessed as well. So I give thanks. I give thanks for all all of these words that have been spoken. I give thanks for knowing this truth. And I give thanks for the law for manifesting it. And so in this gratitude, I release these words. And I let them be, and we can claim it together as we say, and so it is. So today in the teen room, we learned about cause and effect and how our decisions influence other people and how other people's decisions influence us and, our, and what we think and our emotions because we're constantly emitting frequencies that affect the world around us. And we also, and we talked about how much our decisions can be influenced by like the media and other people and how things that we may think is our own will are not because they're so influenced by the world around us.